booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your new sports business traffic and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Outrage after glass bottles are hurled at NYPD officers making arrests following the Bronx Dominican Day Parade. A second shooting of a teen out in the Rockways. This latest a fatal shooting, leaving a 14-year-old dead. Also a 9-year-old girl grazed by a bullet in the Bronx. 77 WABC owner and operator John Katzmatidis appears on Fox News saying... President Biden is falsely claiming the Inflation Reduction Act won't raise taxes on middle and low income Americans. Communist China retaliating against Taiwan with sanctions for allowing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to visit the self-governing island. A suspect charged with murder and the killing of an Indiana police officer made a song about killing a cop. There is outrage from NYPD Commissioner Keechan Sewell and the police union after video show Bottles being hurled at police officers while making arrests. This happened Sunday following the Bronx Dominican Day Parade. CBS 2's Lisa Rosner reported Tuesday the NYPD says that officers were responding to a large rowdy group. A crowd is seen yelling at these officers as a man is being walked away in handcuffs. This happened about 7.30 p.m. at East 168th Street and Sheridan Avenue. Bottles are thrown after an officer takes a second man down. Punches are thrown. Former NYPD Police Commissioner Bill Branton was on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katzmatidis. The lawlessness in the streets of New York is increasing dramatically. And who do you want to blame? Well, I blame the voters that put these uh, district attorneys and these politicians into office. And uh, uh, I still love Ed Koch's famous line, voters have have spoken Now they must be punished. Well, boy, in New York, are they being punished. The NYPD released photos of seven individuals, ages 20 to 25. They are asking the public for help in finding them. Police say this group is responsible for throwing the glass, and one person did sustain cuts to their face and had to be taken to a hospital. Police say three men were arrested and faced charges, including criminal possession of a weapon and resisting arrest. A 14-year-old boy was found fatally shot in the driveway of a home in Rockaway, Queens. A woman returning home with her grandchildren Tuesday morning at Beach 67th Street told ABC7 she found the teen in her driveway and called police. I pulled up in front of my yard this morning and a young man was, uh, a, a teenage boy was laid out, deceased in front of a vehicle in my yard. Half of the body was hanging out and the other half was behind the front of the van. The victim's foster mother, who'd been searching for the teen all night, collapsed at the scene. Police are working to determine if this fatal shooting is tied to the shooting of an 18-year-old Monday night near Beach 68th Street. An 18-year-old was struck in the face and hand, but expected to survive. Police also investigating after a 9-year-old girl sitting on a bench outside the Seth Lowe houses in the Brownsville section of Brooklyn Tuesday was grazed in her head by a bullet. She was taken to Brookdale University Hospital in stable condition. 77 WABC owner and operator and Red Apple Group chair, CEO John Katzmatidis, argued Tuesday that Democratic lawmakers are lying about solely raising taxes on the rich under the Inflation Reduction Act. 
Katz told Cavuto, coast to coast, Democrats are taking advantage of the poor and middle class who don't understand the real economy. Getting the product from from the manufacturers or the people who put it together, and the farmers to the manufacturers to the, the stores, diesel fuel has doubled, like we said, and that is also in the factories that make the food, make the cans of products. If passed, the Inflation Reduction Act would raise taxes by $326 billion, according to an analysis by the Joint Committee on Taxation. The People's Republic of China Monday night halted imports from Taiwanese snack and confection manufacturers ahead of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. China has suspended these imports from Taiwanese companies in what appears to be retaliation, a retaliation policy due to Pelosi's visit to the democratic self-governing island, which communist China considers its territory. Biden's national security official John Kirby here. The United States will not and does not, will not seek and does not want a crisis. We are prepared to manage what Beijing chooses to do. At the same time, we will not engage in saber rattling. We will continue to operate in the seas and the skies of the Western Pacific as we have done for decades. Russian President Vladimir Putin's press secretary accused the U.S. Tuesday of provoking China due to the visit. A man accused of fatally shooting an Indiana police officer during a traffic stop had made a song about killing an officer, according to investigators. The suspect, Carl Boards II, is charged with murder and other crimes. After Elwood officer Noah Shavnevs was gunned down Sunday morning northeast of Indianapolis. Here's Madison County Prosecutor Robert Cummings. It appears that uh, had an AK-47 assault rifle. Got out of the vehicle, fired through the windshield of the officer's car. The officer never got out of his vehicle, never had a chance to go for his weapon. Investigators say the 42-year-old Boards owns a barbershop in Marion, Indiana, where police interviewed a tenant who lives in an apartment above the business, and he told them that Boards made a recorded song making statements that if he was ever caught by police, he would kill them. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, we have a heat advisory from 11 this morning till 6 this evening. Sunshine today are highs 86, the overnight low 75. Another sunny day tomorrow with a high of 92 and a heat index of 96. Breezy winds to 14 miles per hour tomorrow. Right now, 74 degrees clear skies here in the Big Apple. The White House revealed Tuesday morning that it does not have DNA proof that al-Qaeda chief Ayman al-Zwahari was killed in a drone strike in Kabul on Sunday. Instead, spokesman John Kirby said officials used multiple sources and pieces of evidence to establish that Osama bin Laden's successor was killed in the drone strike. Here's Kirby on CNN. It was stitched together some intelligence based on the movements of his family, quite frankly. And then once we've tracked them into Kabul, we were able to then uh, be able to track him in his efforts to reunite them. That led then to weeks, if not several months, of making sure that we had the right guy, that this was in fact Mr. Sawari. Officials are under pressure to release more details about the strike. Kirby, National Security Council Coordinator for Strategic Communications, declined to discuss whether the CIA carried out the strike or whether Hellfire R-9X missiles were used. Trump endorsed wins and progressive defeats as Michigan, Kansas, Arizona, and Missouri all held primary elections Tuesday evening. 
In Kansas, voters upheld the right to an abortion, rejecting an amendment allowing state lawmakers to regulate abortion. Dr. Ayman Al-Sadin, an abortion provider in Kansas, spoke to ABC News about the win for abortion rights. I'm almost speechless. I have a lot of words usually, (laughs) Um, but I almost don't have any. I'm just so proud to be in this community and to be able to serve this community that believes in choice and privacy and that the government and religion should not be involved in medical decisions. In Michigan, Republican gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon endorsed a Friday by former President Donald Trump will face incumbent Democrat Governor Gretchen Whitmer in the November general election. In Missouri, Republican Eric Schmidt will be his party's nominee for U.S. Senate, defeating former Governor Eric Greitens. In Michigan, Representative Peter Meyer became the second of the 10 Republicans who voted to impeach former President Trump to be ousted in a primary Tuesday, losing to Trump-endorsed conservative challenger John Gibbs in a blow for progressives in Michigan. Representative Hallie Stevens is the projected Democratic primary victor in Michigan's newly drawn 11th congressional district over fellow Representative Andy Levin. It marks another blow against progressives. And in Arizona's race for the Republican nomination for governor, Trump endorsed Carrie Lake, a former TV journalist, is the early front runner over Corinne Taylor Robson, backed by former Vice President Pence, according to The New York Times. Two top Democratic lawmakers accused the Department of Homeland Security's independent watchdog of covering up parts of its investigation into missing Secret Service text messages sent on and around the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol. House Homeland Security Chair Benny Thompson of Mississippi and House Oversight Chairwoman Carolyn B. Maloney of New York wrote a letter to DHS Inspector General Joseph Kufari on Monday. They detailed new reports that his agency quietly gave up on trying to recover the missing text and took steps to allegedly cover that up. Attorney General Merrick Garland last month. We pursue justice without fear or favor. We intend to hold everyone, anyone who was criminally responsible for the events surrounding January 6th, or any attempt to interfere with the lawful transfer of power from one administration to another, accountable. That's what we do. The lawmakers reiterated their request for Kufari, who was nominated by former President Trump, to step down from his position and appoint a new inspector general. President Biden has named top officials from the FEMA agency, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, of course, the CDC, to serve as the White House coordinators to combat the growing monkeypox outbreak. Robert Fenton of FEMA will serve as the White House coordinator, and Dr. Dimitri Daskalakis of the CDC will be his deputy. Daskalakis is the director of the agency's HIV prevention division and a national expert on issues affecting the LGBTQ community and previously helped lead New York City's COVID-19 response. This comes after the World Health Organization declared monkeypox a global health emergency. Here is WHO Director General Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus last month. On monkeypox, I continue to be concerned by the scale and spread of the virus across the world. There has now been more than 6,000 cases recorded in 58 countries. Testing remains a challenge, and it's, it's highly probable that there are a significant number of cases not being picked up. 
The White House said the pair would coordinate strategy and operations to do things like increase tests, vaccinations and treatments related to the monkeypox outbreak. Lieutenant General Michael E. Langley was confirmed by the U.S. Senate Monday as a four-star general. He's the first black Marine to attain that rank. The Senate's confirmation came after President Biden nominated Langley in June to lead the U.S. Africa Command. Here's Langley at his confirmation hearing last month. My family is a personal example and continual encouragement have been a constant source of strength for me. Without their support, I would not be here today. Langley has served in the Marines for some 37 years, including as a deputy commanding general of the two-marine expeditionary force, a deputy commanding general of the fleet marine force, and as a commanding general of the Marine Forces Europe and Africa divisions. 77 WABC time check, 515. You know what that means. Time for sports. Justin Ellick's here. Yeah, you got it, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. I can't even remember the last time both New York baseball teams lost in the same night, but that did happen yesterday as the Mets fall to the Nationals in D.C. and the Yankees drop one to the Mariners in the Bronx. Let's begin with the highly anticipated return to the bump for Jacob deGrom, who despite the loss dazzled in his first major league start in over a year, clearly limited by a pitch count. DeGrom went five very solid innings for the Metropolitan Salon just one run on three hits while punching out six nationals. It was the Mets' bullpen and the lack of offense that spelled trouble for New York as immediately following DeGrom's exit, Washington jumped on the Mets' bullpen for four runs in the two subsequent innings. That was more than enough to hold off a sputtering Mets offense that was only able to push one run across thanks to a sixth-hitting solo shot from Francisco Lindor. 5-1 to one is your final from Nationals Park as the Orange and Blue will try and salvage the finale and the series this afternoon at 4.05 p.m. Eastern Time. Chris Bassett is set to take the hill against Washington's Anibal Sanchez. As for the Yankees, they roared all the way back from a 4 to nothing deficit to the Seattle Mariners at home just to blow it in the end and lose by a score of 8-6. to six. Josh Donaldson, Anthony Rizzo, and Jose Trevino made up most of the scoring for the Yanks with each of the three going deep. But starter Jamison Tyone in the New York bullpen couldn't contain the M's who just would not let up. Garrett Cole will grab the hill in the finale this afternoon at 1.05 p.m. to try and take the series. He'll be going up against the newly acquired Mariner ace, Luis Castillo. Speaking of newly acquired talent, the Yankees made a surprising move prior to the game and the 6 p.m. trade deadline yesterday, sending established starter Jordan Montgomery to the St. Louis Cardinals in exchange for defensive speedster Harrison Bader. Montgomery reacted like much of the tri-state area did, saying he was, quote, pretty shocked, I guess, by the move. The Yankees also able to offload Joey Gallo to the Dodgers as well. And some very sad news out of the baseball world as Hall of Fame broadcaster Vince Scully died Tuesday night at the age of 94. Scully provided the soundtrack of, soundtrack of summer while entertaining and informing Dodgers fans in Brooklyn and Los Angeles for 67 years. He was indeed an icon and his voice will live on forever. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. And looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center heat advisory posted from 11 this morning till 6 this evening. Sunshine today, our highs 86, overnight low 75, clear skies. Sunny day tomorrow, the highs 92, the heat index tomorrow 96 and breezy. Winds to 14 miles per hour right now, 74 degrees, clear skies here in the Big Apple. Lou Dobbs has your financial report. 
This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. The August slump continues on Wall Street. The Fed's hawkish tone renewing investor fears. OPEC weighs global demand ahead of its oil production decision. Stocks struggling at the start of August. The Dow Jones Industrials dropped another 400 points in yesterday's session. Both the Nasdaq and S&P lower on the second straight session of the month. More hawkish comments from Federal Reserve leaders this week have investors on edge. OPEC meeting today to talk about oil production. Production quotas for September. The White House calling for an increase in crude oil supplies as global demand is dwindling. West Texas Intermediate crude edged slightly higher ahead of today's meeting, but still down nearly 5% this week. The pandemic ease expected to hurt Moderna earnings today. Wall Street forecasting a 7% decline in revenue for the second quarter. It would be the first decline in sales since Moderna started mass production of its version of the COVID 19 vaccine. Toyota Motor Cars earnings today, one week after the car maker suspended Japanese factory production because of a COVID-19 outbreak. Please join me three times each weekday right here on this station. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures, the Dow's up under two points at 32,467. S&P's climbed 10, NASDAQ up 19. Gold has fallen $8.20 an ounce at $1,781.50. As for crude oil, down $1.14 a barrel at $93.28 this morning. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. And coming up at 5.50 this morning, part two for you of... My interview with John Paul Mac Isaac. He's the Delaware laptop shop owner who took in Hunter Biden's laptop. We talk about his book in this uh, second part of the interview that is coming out in November and also the backlash against him in the aftermath of releasing that information on Biden's laptop. He says he's even received death threats. So that's coming up at 550. Is it possible that former President Donald Trump buried a former wife, Ivana, at his Bedminster, New Jersey golf club for tax purposes? Well, here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. Insider.com reporting the location of Ivana Trump's grave near the first hole of the Trump National Golf Club may have tax benefits for the former president. Under New Jersey's state tax code, any land that is dedicated to cemetery purposes is exempt from all taxes, rates, and assessments. Cemetery companies are also specifically exempt from paying any real estate taxes, rates, and assessments, or personal property taxes on their lands, as well as business taxes, sales taxes, income taxes, and inheritance taxes. Taxes. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. And the Trump family plot is located at that golf course in Bedminster. A 23-year-old McDonald's employee in critical condition after police say he was shot during an argument all over cold French fries in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. This shooting happened about 7 p.m. Monday outside the restaurant in Fulton Street in Bed-Stuy. The dispute moved outside during this employee's break. The woman ended up calling her 20-year-old son on FaceTime, so her son arrived, allegedly pulling out a gun and shooting the employee in his neck. Customers told CBS2. That something could happen like that over something so simple as food, like that's, that's crazy. The worker was rushed to Brookdale Hospital and the son was taken into custody. Police said that there did not appear to be any previous connection between the employee and the suspect. Staff at the McDonald's said there is security, but the hours were recently scaled back. 
Police have made an arrest, 30-year-old Anthony Evans, in connection with Monday's unprovoked box cutter slashing in Midtown. Evans was taken into custody at the Port Authority bus terminal Monday night after a good Samaritan recognized him. The attack happened about 10 a.m. near 7th Avenue and 42nd Street on Sunday, where police say a 59-year-old woman was pulling a shopping cart behind her when the suspect allegedly suddenly slashed her across her hand. No, nothing. No conversation. No, nothing. Maybe we look like it's a, a Asian like this. I, we don't know each other. No argue, nothing, right? Yeah. Why you do this? Yeah. The injured woman there, she was taken to Bellevue Hospital for treatment, and she told ABC7 she is so terrified now that she won't even leave her house. Evans was charged with assault as a hate crime and a criminal possession of a weapon. Drag Story Hour, DSH, New York City. It's a program funded with over $200,000 of taxpayer money. Has drag performers that prompt children as young as three years old to pick out their drag name and circle their pronouns. Back in June, New York City Council member Vicki Palladino called DSH programming for children grooming and sexualization, saying it's unacceptable and grotesque in a statement on our private Twitter account. She then received death threats in the form of calls to her office and messages on social media prompting police to guard her home. Palladino's stance earned her criticism by fellow New York City Council members and New York City Mayor Eric Adams as being anti-LGBTQ. Here's Adams back in June. Many parents were concerned about sex ed in schools. Uh, Many parents were concerned about teaching uh, African-American history in schools. And so you have to sit down and learn why we're doing what we're doing. And I, I am really optimistic of where we're going as a city, uh, where we are going to lean into those uncomfortable conversations and come out with better children to get better results. People on Twitter called Palladino a fascist, a diseased animal, and even a bigoted pig and threatened to send drag queens to her home and office. She also received threatening phone calls. Palladino, though, has refused to retract her comments, telling National Review that she has nothing against drag queens in the LGBTQ community, but she does have a problem with them pushing gender fluidity into a five-year-old's head. More than a dozen alleged members of a highly sophisticated criminal group tied to a series of murders, attempted murders, violent armed robberies and shootings in Manhattan over the last year are now charged in a 90-count felony indictment out of Manhattan. Those indicted also face RICO charges as part of a sweeping joint investigation, according to authorities. Federal RICO charges against the other six members of the group known as Own Every Dollar, OED, were also unsealed, all part of the parallel Southern District of New York probe. NYPD Police Commissioner Keechant Sewell. And they show zero respect for the lives of the people who reside and work in the neighborhoods where they wreak havoc. According to court papers and authorities, OED members terrorized multiple Manhattan neighborhoods over the course of a year, targeting nightclubs and restaurants in Washington Heights, Midtown, and the Lower East Side. It was allegedly part of a highly structured criminal operation that involved oaths of loyalty, meetings to plan criminal behavior, and written rules that could be changed only by a membership vote. Well, there may soon be some changes over on the West Side Highway. Manhattan Borough President Mark Levine is proposing a 
four-mile stretch be transformed into a two-way protected bike lane. He held a news conference Tuesday morning breaking down the plans. Here's Levine. During the morning commute, the evening commute, on evenings and weekends when the weather is nice, it is simply too crowded on the Greenway. The four-mile lane would replace the southern-bound lane of car traffic closest to the Hudson River from West 57th Street in Midtown to Chambers Street in Tribeca. And advocates say the current bike lane on the Hudson River Greenway in Tribeca becomes packed throughout the day, and the creation of a new bike lane would allow for safer travel along the West Side Highway. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Heat advisory from 11 this morning till 6 tonight. Sunshine today, our highs 86, overnight low 75. Sunny day tomorrow, too, the high 92, and the heat index 96 Thursday. Breezy winds to 14 miles per hour. Right now, 74 clear skies here in Manhattan. Actor Oliver Jackson Cohen's last few roles have been mostly deeply flawed people. His latest outing on the streaming service Apple TV Plus is no different. Jacqueline Carl has more. People with perfect lives don't usually jump off of ferries. Your husband's alibi is a lie. That must be really scary. From a struggling addict in The Haunting of Hill House to the guy in The Invisible Man who tormented Elizabeth Moss, actor Oliver Jackson Cohen is used to playing deeply flawed people. In his new thriller series, Surface, for Apple TV+, Plus, that hasn't changed. Jackson Cohen plays the husband whose wife has no long-term memories after a recent accident. New episodes air weekly on the streamer. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. And if you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website at wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.